up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast, a podcast that is simply a discussion between a couple of local church leaders. Today's podcast, or today's topic, I should say, is cheating on God. But more about that later on. I am the A-game, Adam Bailey, an elder of Grassroots Church here in Lewisburg, West Virginia, right next to the state fairgrounds where we're recording right now. I'm joined this week by the main man himself, the lead elder of Grassroots Church, Darren Cherry. Good morning, Darren. What's up? Thank you for the coffee. You are welcome. It is lovely. This episode brought to you by The Wild Bean. Looking for a way to wake up your day in a delicious manner? Well, check out The Wild Bean with a wonderful selection of different coffees, both hot and cold, and a wide breakfast menu variety. Check out The Wild Bean. They actually have meat now, too. They do. Breakfast burrito with hot sauce and bacon. Oh, That's the way I to go. Bacon. So I went in there because, of course, you know, we've got a family in the church now that brews their own coffee and, uh, you know, the beans and all that stuff and Mountain Folk coffee. And so uh, they carry Mountain Folk at the Wild Bean now. And so I went in there. I was like, I'm going to get us some Mountain Folk coffee because it's really, really good stuff. And they hadn't brewed it yet. They had theirs. But they hadn't brewed the Mountain Folk yet. They probably got to run out of their what is already open. <laughs> Maybe, but I were they. They were like, we can brew it real fast. It'll take ten minutes, and I was already a little bit late here. So, so if anybody is listening to this right now and they want some homegrown Greenbrier Valley delicious coffee, where can they get the Mountain Folk coffee? That Mountain you just Folk mentioned? coffee. If we were live, because this is Saturday morning, uh, they could go over to the Greenbrier County Courthouse parking lot where they're doing the farmer's market, and you could get some right there. Or you can go to Bella, which is a store downtown, right on the corner of 60 and 219. You can get uh, bags of it there. Or you can go to Taste of Heaven, which is up closer to us, 219 North. Or, and this is the big one. This is the big one. The big one. Yeah. Like on um, Toy Story. This is the big one. <laughs> this is Find Your Moving Buddy. Sid, remember he brings out the big one, that massive chunk of dynamite. Oh my goodness! So here's what, here's the big one, the big news. Starting September, if you want some, just come to the gathering on a Sunday morning, and our coffee bar will be flush with it. That is awesome. Yep, awesome. Thank you so much, Mountain Folk Coffee. Looking forward to continuing and growing our relationship and partnership with you all. Which you know he listens. I know, and I'm totally... <laughs> so he's listening. He's like, oh, my Love goodness. Love good quality fresh coffee. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, seriously. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for the coffee, Darren. Hey, we also we're lucky this morning. No fair traffic yet. No fair traffic. When we try to get out of here, luckily, it'll be going the opposite direction. Yeah, we are... How are we supposed to pull out here? They've got the light in front of our theater on blinky orange. Yesterday, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Let's go to Fairley. It's going to be, you're going to want to turn right and go around. For me, I found just the right, like, break yesterday and just got out there. Fair traffic is, man, it's tough. I, you know, we're not a crowded state. We are not like a lot of other states and cities where everywhere you go, you have to stand in line. You talk to anybody from Austin, they'll tell you, welcome to Austin, now go stand in line somewhere. Just line. Oh. There's always a wait somewhere. We don't really deal with that here until the fair. there's a festival, and particularly the fair is probably the most popular thing we have here. Well, and the fair, it'll the, the traffic is the worst right now, this weekend, because this coming week, a lot of schools in the state go back to school, but Greenbrier County doesn't. And so, like, Everybody tries to get to the fair the first weekend. And so it's like, it's a madhouse. But the worst traffic ever in the over decade that I've lived here um, was the first year for the Greenbrier Classic, the concerts that they did in uh, the fairground parking lot. And it was the Tim McGraw concert. The traffic was a standstill from the fairgrounds all the way to the interstate and then both directions on the interstate for two miles. The concert started an hour late and some people still didn't get to it. It was it was absolutely insane. Here's how we look out. Jesse's my wife, um, her parents, so my in-laws live right behind the fairgrounds. So we walked <laughs> 
we walked through a small forest and popped out at the fairgrounds to watch those concerts. So never had to wait in line, never had to drive. Never bought a ticket, just jumped the fence, took out the bodyguards. As a Greenbrier employee, Darren, <laughs> I didn't have to buy no stinking <laughs> ticket. What are you talking about? Dude, Justice. Jimmy, Jimmy hooking me up. Now, I did not go to Tim McGraw. I think that was one of the ones. That did was you go actually, to Black Eyed Peas? I did go to Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> to Black Eyed Peas. Dude, Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> that was one of the best shows I've ever watched. I've seen quite a few. Con- I've been to several concerts. Black Eyed Peas killed it. Um, Rod Stewart. Awesome. Uh, the worst concert I've ever heard. Um, Kenny Chesney bored us. We left and went to the sweet shop and started singing karaoke. Oh, he's like, he's like, hey, I'm he didn't say it, but he might as well have being like, hey, I'm here. I'm not talking to the crowd. I'm just going to sing these songs. Leave me alone. It's like no charisma. Just sang songs. Aren't him and Tim McGraw like really good friends? Probably. I thought they were like really good friends. They're both very good musicians. Don't get me wrong. But man, my opinion and Jesse's opinion and my friends at the time were like, yeah, let's go to Sweet Shop. We can do this ourselves. And Toby Keith was boring we were so excited because it was the fourth of july when toby keith was playing at the for the greenbrier classic you know he's got a lot of very patriotic songs um made in america courtesy the red white and blue and it was fourth of july and we're like this is gonna be awesome and for the most part it was fine but just it seemed like the dude it's like when you wake up you're on your sixth straight day of work and you're like i'm just going to get through this because i'm tired and don't really want to be here at work that's the way it was. But, man, Black Eyed Peas, awesome. Didn't they have who, uh, who's the Frank. old guy that does all the – everybody wears flower shirts for um, – Jimmy Buffett. Didn't he come sing? Jimmy Buffett. He did. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Did That's, not go to that one. Oh, you didn't go to that one? Well, that one would I'm have younger, been interested. I'm younger to. than 50, and I'm not partial to liquor, so. I still would have <laughs> been interested to just observe that one. Yeah, yeah. We um, met some of the folks that were going there. He, he's, he's like a – Man, people love themselves some Jimmy Buffett. If, like, if you're a successful retired couple and you have two houses, you probably like Jimmy Buffett. Not to be confused with Warren Buffett. No, he's also very successful. <laughs> Older than 50. What, what cracked me up is that Tim McGraw concert, we had gone to get a pizza from Papa John's over near the interstate. And so we, we came in the back way, and we were able to go back the normal way because nobody's going our direction. But we saw people, I mean, this is like an hour after the concert was supposed to start, people parking in Walmart parking lot and carrying 24 packs of beer and start walking toward the fairgrounds. From hey, Walmart. brother, that, that pack of beer is only going to get lighter. Well, because it's, the to walk from Walmart to the fairgrounds, how long do you think that would take? Depends on what type of beer. <laughs> uh, that's probably like a 45-minute walk, something like that, an hour. So they're probably going to get there two hours after the concert. <laughs> they're they're start. pre-gaming. Yeah. <laughs> like, while they're getting their steps up to open up more calories for more beer. Okay, they I'm don't sorry, remember the second half of the walk there. They don't remember the concert, and they don't know how they got back to their vehicle. Well, I made it downtown Lewisburg and saw a sign for a pub, and, uh, well, it was already out of beverages. Hey, Darren, out of all the... And I think really fun, good festivals we have here in Lewisburg and in Greenbrier County. What are your three favorites? I, I think we talked about this a little bit before, and you can have a couple moments to think about it. Now, that includes the State Fair, Taste of Our Town, Chocolate Festival, the different um, festivals at Ronsford. So you got the River Festival, Dandelion Festival, and White Sulphur Springs. But you don't go to White Sulphur Springs very often, so you... Um, I've never been to that one. Yeah, um, but of all the different festivals, what are your three favorite? Well, I uh, we we'll just you said it. David Line Festival. I've never been to that one. The Fourth of July Festival over in Alderson is a big deal, but I've only been to one thing at that. They have the the firemen games over there, and you love uh, big strong firemen. And it was I went over there with some <laughs> friends. It was fun to watch. I mean, it was goofy. Um, you know, game like stuff. They were. Did you buy the calendar? Uh, Kelly did. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's in both of your rooms. So no, but it's. Uh, <laughs> I've not been to that one. Of course, uh, Rennick has Rennick days. Um, we should do a grassroots elder calendar. I've not. Oh gosh, our El- wives wouldn't even elder, buy that. Elders and deacons. Our wives wouldn't even buy that. But hey, uh, listener, let us know if you like a calendar. Grassroots leadership. Gosh, we'll only wear three piece suits. <laughs> but we'll be in random places, like on a boat <laughs> fishing. Uh, 
so I have I've not been to Rannick Days. Um, I've not been to Dandelion Festival. So the ones that I've been to, um, I, I would actually say my favorite is the the craft beer fest. Okay. And and personal reasons, it's the least crowded. Mm-hmm. But it's fun music, and I've always just enjoyed the conversations I've had with people there. People are in a genuinely good mood. And then <laughs> they have, well, yeah, especially as the day goes on, but uh, they have the um, Dim Two Brothers, the barbecue food truck from Charleston that comes in, and, man, those guys know how to cook. And so it's like part of the food, part that it's not super crowded, good conversation. I enjoy the music. So I enjoy that one. Uh, I do love the State Fair, um, mainly because it's not even for me. It's so many people get so excited for it, and I'm excited for them. Like, my kids can't wait to go. We're, we're going Monday to the fair, um, which this is this episode is going to drop like three weeks after the fair. But uh, is it? I thought we were going to dump a bunch at once because it's been a while. It's been a while. Our listeners are beginning to they're hungry don't yeah. don't tune us out they're yet. starting to twitch they need they need their their round table fix but um but yeah uh i love the fair because it does just bring so many people together and and give so many so many people work really hard and i'm talking about like the kids with the animals that they show and the projects and everything and then um i know like my kids can't wait to go and ride the rides and so i really do enjoy the fair uh the chocolate festival is your favorite is pro- probably third. So the beer fest, then the state fair, and then a chocolate festival. Uh, to me, that's just something you don't see. So like Taste of Our Towns, you know, 10,000 people will come to Lewisburg and be downtown for the Taste of Our Towns. It's a huge festival. But to me, it's it's so crowded. It's kind of, I don't like the crowd, so it's tough for me to get around. But then, too, it's like ultimately you're just eating little bits of food here and there, you know. But the chocolate festival is finding things, people just experiment with chocolate. Do you want a chocolate-covered pickle? Like, sure. And it's actually pretty good. That. It's actually pretty good. Dip it in some hot sauce. Can it's I try crazy. some chocolate-covered gummy worms? Why not? Is there a chocolate-flavored different type of drink? We're going to try it. And so it's it's different. It's creative. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I were to rank my three... My favorite would be Taste of Our Town. I love that time of year because it's fall, it is barely, fall. and everybody is all about pumpkins and lattes and stuff like that. I don't know. There's something really nice about that time of year. Um, now, the later you get into October, it just gets depressing because it gets dark. Everything is so dark. Not a lot of daylight. Which is why I don't like that time But Taste of Our Town is during football season. It's on a Saturday, usually the first or second Saturday in October, so you're going to watch football later on. I I love the variety of food. You're not constrained by just chocolate. See, I think it's also creative because it's like, man, you can make whatever you want. It doesn't have to be exclusively chocolate. So I like Taste of Our Town, like the time of year. I beat the crowd by getting there early. Um, so I love Taste of Our Town. My second favorite would be, yeah, the State Fair. It's more sentimental than anything. I mean, right now I'm kind of annoyed by it. Well. But, uh, yeah, on you traffic. But, you know, growing up. You know, making a day trip up here, going to the state fair. First time I ever ate at Subway was here in Lewisburg. So it's like, I, I know I like the state fair. Go West Virginia. And uh, my third favorite would be the Chocolate Festival. And here's why. At the time of year, I'm not a big fan of chocolate. Yeah, it's in the spring. It's in it's April. In spring. It's so hopeful. It's always going to be cold, and you're going to be disappointed because it's like, man, it's only going to be 52 degrees today, but it's sunny, so you think it's warmer than what it will be, unlike the, you know, the Taste of Our Town Festival where – it's prob- it's chilly, but it's it's nice. It's a good time of year. Good weather. September and the first couple weeks of October, just great weather. Uh, Taste of Our Town is going to be cold, but it's in the spring, and it's just so hopeful. And it's a lot of flowers everywhere. Rain, a lot of color of everywhere. Town. Yeah, it's always overcast, but that yeah. is fall. It is fall. It's the way that it works out. So, yeah, all, all that being said, before we get on to our topic, what is your one favorite food item from all the different festivals we have here? Again, take a moment and think about it because in a second we're going to be talking about I could tell you exactly cheating on God. Oh, you're already there? Go yeah. for it. And I, what I was going to say, you and I need to record next week and drop it next week. We need to do 
just like a, a bonus episode, not as long, that talk about our favorite rides at the fair, our favorite things to go see at the fair, and our favorite things to eat at the fair. We should just, re- okay, so we're going to release an episode of us reviewing the fair. Yep. We'll do a bonus episode we'll next We'll call week. it a fair review. Yep. Well done. Hey. Hey, that's, hey, that's why I'm the A-game man. We're well done. Which, by the way, did you know there's a new coffee shop that opened up at the fairgrounds? Yeah, it's a drive through one. Jesse's really excited. It's it's out in the free parking, so you don't even have to go into the fairgrounds. It's yeah. in a shed in the free parking. So sounds a little sketchy right now, but man, it could be good. Do you know what they should get? Mountain Folk Coffee. Probably. They should. Because it's the best coffee around. Mm, there you go. Check it out soon, the wild bean. So taste of heaven. And soon here at the gathering. Um my favorite thing, and this is gonna just be goofy. Out of everything I've had at Taste of Our Towns, Beer Fest, Chocolate Festival, um, any of the, you know, the River Festival, all that stuff, my favorite thing I ever got, I only got it once, and they've never had it since. It was at the, the state fair. It was at one of the food trucks over in the game section, and it was deep-fried chicken on a stick, which it's like deep-fried chicken on a stick. That's not that big a deal. It's that Cajun place, right? But I, I don't remember, but it was it was a big piece of chicken. It was very well cooked, but it was battered and rolled in frosted flakes. Oh, snap. Curveball. I, I was expecting bacon, but you went. No, it was battered, deep fried, rolled, well, rolled in uh, frosted flakes and then deep fried. And so you had the, of course, you have the, the crunch of the, the deep fried. The, the chicken was juicy, great chicken. But you had the sweetness of the frosted flakes but the batter was spicy and so you have the sweetness of the the frost flakes but the spiciness of the batter and i was like this is amazing and every year since uh gavin and i who gavin's a bit of a foodie he loves uh different food shows he and i watch them together love it we're like we hope it's back we hope it's back and it's not back because i got the chicken on a stick place it's called chicken on a stick they make their hot sauce in-house. So I usually just take a shot of hot sauce and then eat the stick. <laughs> I could. It's really good hot sauce. Well, that's awesome. So you're going to go with the chicken on a stick with the frosted flakes. That I've only frosted had Frosted flakes once. or corn flakes? Frosted flakes. Oh, man. That I've only had once. Haven't See, I'm seen not, it since. I'm not hungry, but mm. uh, I'm going to go with the gyro. Okay. Or gyro. I don't. Hero. Hiro. Hiro. <laughs> it sounds like, that sounded Middle Eastern almost. Hiro. Hiro. Obviously, the Euro came from Europe. Europe instead of Europe. <laughs> I like I like the Euro. Um, mm. Yeah, easy. Vanilla like, donuts, which is right beside yeah, the Euro. Right. That's that's our dessert usually. Vanilla donuts is it's in my top three okay. easily. But honestly, like I I really like the the Euro, which is kind of boring. I know, but y'all go try it sometime or get the gyro. Don't care what you call it. Well, okay. So here I'm wanting to. We'll do the bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll a fair. That'll review. happen next week. We got We're it. Talk about stuff. Hey, Darren. Hey, Adam. How's it going, man? What's up? Hey, listener. How are you? We'd love to hear from you. You can go ahead and answer. I'm going to give you three seconds to answer. Hey, three, listener. Three. You two, having one. a good day? Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry. Man, that sounds kind of tough. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm glad you're with us. Yeah, we got you. Just sit back, relax, join the conversation, grassrootswb.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I almost said that yesterday during a bunker tour because we have our website, um, greenbriar.com slash bunker. And I was like, if you want to find out more, be sure to check us out at greenbriar.com slash bunker. Can you actually say it one time, go grassrootswb.com, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and just see if anybody notices they notice my wristband which i've worn since i've been here pretty much my grassroots band so some people are like hey what's grassroots they're like none of your business no i'm kidding it's a local church i'm on leadership <laughs> with and they're usually like well y'all need a special singer this sunday it's like nope we're covered <laughs> liturgy set in stone come back next time when you're at the fair eating a euro gyro and go to a different church and sing there darren uh correct me if i'm wrong christianity is monotheistic correct what does that mean Mono means one. Theistic means God. So one God. One God. Not to be confused with polytheistic. Which means? Poly meaning multiple. Many. Many. Multiple. Sure. Theistic meaning God. Now, that's pretty much it, right? (laughs) Am I missing a theism out there? Mono or polytheism? Like that's pretty much it, right? Uh, or pantheism. I was going to say pantheism, pantheism, which everything's God and God is everything. Yeah. Um, Christianity is not that. that it, well, it's not, that's not scripture. 
Yeah, the roots the roots of Christianity, of course, are in the Jewish uh, faith, you know, from the Old Testament and in the Jewish faith from, you know, Genesis on, but in Abraham, uh, God revealing himself singular as, you know, the only God. Um, and obviously we could get, we might have to, we, we really need to, we're like getting all these podcast ideas. We need to do one on the Trinity. True. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have the space today. We yeah. don't have the space today. The but. Trinity and a fair review. All right. Listener, hold us accountable. Yep. Well, Greenbrier.com slash bunker. What? We've got three planned. Because the one you said before we started today, we're going to do that one. Oh, yeah. And then. Oh, man, I've got a list. I've got a bunch review. of random stuff. Like um, ideas will come to mind, and I just stick them on a, I have a, a note on my phone that's like just podcast. Nice. So I keep my podcast notes in there, just random ideas and Somewhere like down that. the line. I didn't know it was going to happen. Somewhere down the line. I became the podcast wife. No, we're 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 two podcast dads, and it's our baby. <laughs> Did we say that once before? I think we said that at the gathering once in front of people. It's like, no, we're like the podcast is our baby. Uh, awkward, but yeah, Christianity is scriptural, biblical Christianity is monotheistic, meaning one God, and the Trinity is kind of interesting because it's like. One God, three separate persons. One hundred percent one, but one hundred percent three. One hundred percent distinct, but one hundred percent the same. Can't wrap your head around it. Nope. Which is what I would say is a miracle. Refer to maintaining the miraculous. It's like a miracle is something, not a coincidence, but you cannot rationalize it. There's no reason involved. It is a divine something, whether it be an act or an entity, yet there's no human capacity to rationalizing it. Which is why I think the the doctrine of who God is proves his existence, because we can't come up with that. Which is my next question for you. So monotheistic, meaning one God, what is this one God like, Darren, according to Scripture? And I'm putting you on the spot a little bit now. That's but, okay. But, you know, you're a seminary guy. <laughs> well, not really, but I'm a tour guide. Do you think I'm going to give tours of heaven? Do you think that like angels will? Assign I think me the a Lord t- is preparing you. <laughs> Man, there'll be somebody like welcome to heaven. This is going to be a 90 minute tour. Follow me, and I kind of like take off to a class. No, I'm kidding. And we'll be people will be like, uh, don't think this is heaven. <laughs> Wait, honey, are we are we in the right place? It's like messed up. No. Uh, what is God like? Um, so a lot of people want to look to the Old Testament and see God as uh, a uh, an angry, judgmental, um, harsh God um, because they only see the parts where he is uh, demanding what he alone deserves, and that is our devotion, that is our, um, our worship. Uh, but uh, they miss the parts where even in the law that he gives that seems harsh, that he is making um, paths for people that are uh, poor or homeless or travelers or people without a country. And he's like putting things into the law that shows that all people matter to him and that he, um, that he loves them and, and desires for them to know him. And so uh, people want to think that, but he, he shows his grace and mercy in that. And then this whole idea of uh, if God is all-powerful, then he's not all-loving. If he's all-loving, then he's not all-powerful because of the pain and suffering we see in the world. But they they fail to realize that he sent his son to cover our rebellion and our sins and take the wrath that we deserve and that he will one day set it all right and straight. And so uh, merciful, loving, um, but make sure you know uh ferociously jealous uh for the worship that he deserves and um and he does not forget uh us he does not uh leave us hanging even though sometimes we feel like it um intimately aware of who we are and what we're going through and so um yeah that's really good yeah they um we did, we did an episode on the podcast last week about Satan and mentioned that we got to take away the pop culture Satan. We got to take away the dogmatic Satan. Just go to scripture. 
about yeah. that. So, and kind of doing the same thing with this character of God. And I, I hate that phrase. Like, look over the shortcomings of that. But you know, hopefully you understand my heart behind that and the point behind it. But this character God, I, for me, I think God, the first thing that comes to my mind, a uh, guy with a big beard, long white hair sitting on a throne with angels flying around him and just looking at the world. and Kind of like Zeus. Well, like Zeus type of figure. Yeah, and that's what when you say you know it's it's the character of God it, or the character that is God, the character of God. Um, there we have a picture in Revelation of the throne room of heaven, and so it it's. I think it would scare any of us to death. I was going to say to, like to that is a very freaky present. scene. You got like yeah. you can't angels can't even look at God because of His glory, and they're just like holy, 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 drop into their feet. And um, you know, Scripture tells us that. You know, you man cannot look upon God. You die, like yeah. you can't. And that's the thing. Like we, we humans cannot. We're we're finite. We have a limited capacity for reason. We we are a limited species or creation. We're limited cre- uh, creatures. Pretty much. So it's kind of hard to put God in in a box we can understand. And you know, insert Jesus, which helps us yes. <laughs> to do that. So if you're going to like, well, who is God? What is this God like? He's revealed in Scripture, like who he is. Yep. His Scripture is the Word of God. This is everything God wants us to know about him, everything God wants us to know about reality, everything God wants us to know about ourselves, human nature. Find it in Scripture. And two, in God's creation. And I love the illustration of an artist. It's like you learn more about an artist, not by you know, speaking with them, but you go to their art. And if you look at all of creation, you look at the world, you look at the, you know, all the stars, you, you look at the one piece of creation that is most godlike, humans. Yeah, like made us, in the image of God. Made in the image of God. So I kind of wanted to start there. Which, real quick, yeah. you always talk about that you, an artist, a songwriter, um, a comedian, uh, even... You know, we met with Mark yesterday about with his doctrinal statement and everything, and you want to know the process. Are you, like, I just do. waiting to, to ask God, like, God, in your creative order, like, what was your process? Dude, I can't wait. I'm be like, hey, Jesus, help me understand this one day. And he's like, well, there's no rush. Got eternity. And I'm be like, that's totally cool with me. Uh, oh, absolutely. It's like, just, hey, like, for, for uh, musicians, like, what was your thought process behind writing this song? And then you get inside their heads, and it makes you understand the song even better. You want to understand the art, get to know the artist, but the artist is revealed in their art. And we, humans, every single person listening to this podcast right now, you are made in the image of God. How you are, you're a piece of art. That's my favorite. Reflecting an artist. My favorite thing to say about mankind is image bearers. Like, I love that phraseology. And it makes you, it, it changes everything. You see someone, um, you know, just giving into immorality or, or sin. It's just, it's heartbreaking because it's like, man, you are created in the image of God. And, and that kind of like brings you to the next point. So, yes, God is infinite. We yes. cannot, as finite beings, fathom that. But at the same that time, God is also 100% personal. He's a, He's a personal God. He made humanity. He walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, personal. It's not like, hey, I just made everything, and well, now I'm walking away from it. But have, it's have you seen that new show? Have you seen the new show on Disney Plus? What if? No, is that the Marvel? It it just came out. No, uh, the first episode. It's animated. It's actually it's actually pretty cool. So like the first episode is what if Steve Rogers was hurt? prior to going into the chamber to become Captain America. Well, he gets hurt, and Peggy Carter jumps in. And now she's Captain Carter. And and the difference, what it, like, it's really cool. It's what if. But the whole thing is, is uh, presented from the view of somebody who calls himself the Watcher. And it's, it's somebody who is looking over all of the the multiverse, the timeline, everything within Marvel. And he says, but I refuse to, I will not interfere. I only watch. That's not God. Active at play. And to further prove how personable, personable? I guess so. That works, yeah. Personable, personal and intimate God is, 
again, think about humanity. Every single human has this innate sense of what is right and what is wrong. And, you know, sometimes people do have some psychological issues. Like, you know, I don't think Hitler had many redeemable qualities. <laughs> and I think most people would agree with me on that. But it's like everyone who's listening right now, you have this sense of what is right and what is wrong. You probably don't like watching somebody suffer. You don't like seeing someone in pain. You don't want to see someone you love go through something. Like you have this sense of what's right and what's wrong because you're made in the image of God. So, yeah, just starting there, trying to just get the ball rolling on like, well, if we're going to cheat on God, let's start here. Who is God? What are some of his tributes? He's infinite. He's personal. He is 100% right, he is holy, he is just, he is loving, graceful, all good things flow from the Father. Because people say like justice is, how can you be loving and be just? It's like, well, you have to stick with the laws that you put in place. You break the laws, you offend the, the lawgiver there. Are you looking up something profound? No. Oh. No, I'm not. Oh, you're pecking away. I'm like, he's either making notes because he's liking where I'm going or he's looking up something awesome. Nope. So one God, and he's kind of like that. So from there, Darren, yep. what if someone says that's one way to look at it? Mm, that's one way to look at it. Um, yeah, I think that goes along with a lot of things that are said today where people are like, well, that's your truth. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. I mean, Allah is God. What's the difference? You just change the name. Yeah. Does it matter? Uh, Buddha. I mean, hey, what if he has some godlike qualities? Or if you look at all the Hindu gods... If you were to consider the Norse gods, Thor, speaking of Marvel, Odin, all of that, I mean, couldn't someone just say Christianity is the same thing as all of those? Greek mythology, Norse, Norse, North? Norse. Norse. Man, I cannot talk today. Norse. Personable Norseman. Yeah, uh, and, and that is a great question. Like, I... I get frustrated when people are like, man, that's so dumb. Like, we shouldn't even... It's like, no, no, no. Consider it. Wrestle with that. Um, first things first, it, it's pretty easy to to say that they're not... It's that idea of all roads lead to the same God. Like, all religion leads to the same point. Um, and Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. Nobody comes to God except through me. And so um, in him making that statement, he eliminates all other roads, okay? According to him, according to the Christian faith, he eliminates all other roads. So, And to go off that road analogy, I mean, the way to destruction is broad, mm -hmm. and a lot of people go that way. The way to salvation is narrow, and it's fewer small, those very few. Yep. Did, and then he goes on to say, didn't we like cast out demons in your name? Didn't we prophesy in your name? He's like, but I never knew you. Yeah. It's personal. And, and so that's what all other religions, and this is something I, I heard from Tim Keller one time, and so I kind of took him up on the challenge. I always give the challenge. Go to every world religion, every, from major to minor, all world religions. And ultimately, outside of Christianity, all world religions break down like this. Do certain things, be a certain way, earn your way to either whatever God they choose to serve, God's favor, or um, in way of like Buddhism to enlightenment to where you can be absorbed into the universe uh, and become a part of God. So, so ultimately, all world religions have a set of rules to follow, and from there you will get into God's good graces. And, and we go back to, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Norse and, and Thor, and uh, you think about Odin and all that. And, and even in the, the Greek mythology of, uh, of gods and then the um, uh, Zeus um, and then the Norse, you know, it's like, especially in the Greek mythology, the gods needed the affection and prayers of the people in order to be powerful and to maintain power. And for the God of the Bible, um, within his triuneness, which is totally a bad word, but I'm going to use it. Um, <laughs> it's early, guys. We'll look over us. And we hung out last his, night. Yeah. I had a little bit of a late night. It was. It was a good night. 
it was a good night. It wasn't light. No, no, <laughs> it, was it wasn't. Fun, but we're a little, a little draggy. But uh, but within his triune nature is totally self-sustained uh, within that relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and uh, and does not require our love. But like you said, is personal. Wants to know us, and and I want to summarize that. Uh, it's funny. I didn't finish the Michael Horton book, but I'm getting so much of what we're talking about this morning from Michael Horton. Uh, he's got a book called Pilgrim Theology. I'll should check it out if you want to know more about Christian theologically, Christian theology from a Reformed perspective, which um, a Reformed Presbyterian perspective. Just cor- to give you correct, um, which he's solid. He's solid. Yeah, just tomato, tomato. The dip babies. God is not dependent. He is independent. <clears throat> Creation, including humans, we're not dependent. Or no, we're not independent, we're dependent. So independent God doesn't need us. Uh, We are dependent. He sustains life, as you said. And it is personal. And I I completely agree with you. It's like if everyone, if people, and they do, like they will put Christianity into this larger narrative, like it's the same thing as every other religion. You have a God who has a demigod, this kind of a son, you know, like Hercules was to Zeus and walking around with humans and superhuman power. And then the, you know, redemption comes through that. Christianity is completely different for the reason you mentioned right there. Look at Jacob, Jacob's ladder. I mean, people try to ascend to God. It's like, man, Christianity, can I tell you why it's different? Because God ascended, he descends, he descended to us. He yeah. came to us. He stepped in into creation. our shoes. The world creation. So God made everything. Humans broke it, screwed the pooch. We fell. And because of that, in order to redeem creation through humanity, God descends, writes himself into creation. Mm. It's an artist that put himself in the picture, and that is Jesus Christ. And that's, that is a great illustration because it, every world religion is us trying to ascend um, whereas in Christianity, it is God descending. And Tim Keller talks about um, if you were to go watch uh, Hamlet, you know, or Macbeth. Uh, Some of your favorites. <laughs> I, I went and saw Macbeth here at, and at the theater downtown, and literally, I always, five minutes in, five minutes in. I'm out. I looked at Kelly and said, I have no idea what's See, going on. I, I love plays and musicals, you know this, but I yeah. really can't stand Shakespeare. I couldn't stand reading it. I don't like it. I don't like iambic pentameter. Never even understood that. And well, I, you and I still need to watch Hamilton. I was, okay, little little sidetrack here. Rabbit uh, trail, but for our faithful you listeners, you know we'll bring it back. You almost lost my mind the other day. So I'm at work. I'm, I'm working the desk, hanging out with everybody, and I have to go back to the office to close <clears throat> all my stuff. And uh, walk through the upper lobby, and at four o'clock they have live music. One or two entertainers will be singing music. So you had the two entertainers next to the upper lobby, and they were singing a song, and nobody was listening to it. But I'm walking by, and the the two entertainers are singing a song, and I'm just singing along with it. And I stop, and I was like, "What is that song? What? Oh my gosh, they're singing Hamilton." Did they do good? Did they do it justice? It was right at the end. I couldn't hear the whole song, but I was walking by. It's um, oh, it's it, man. We're gonna watch it. I'm you sorry know. to always bring up Hamilton. It's well, you and I are gonna watch between it Hamilton and basically every Simon and Garfunkel song. <laughs> I can't stop quoting them. Well, um, but that's a <laughs> so so looking into yeah uh, plays plays yeah. musicals. The 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 characters in Macbeth, you know, uh, the king, the queen, you know, the characters. They're they don't know Shakespeare exists because he wrote the play. The only way for them to know he exists is to write himself into the play. And and Tim Keller used that illustration. You just used it, you know, that um, God creating, but he didn't he didn't get the world spinning like a top and then step back and just watch it go to chaos. Also known as deism. Yes. Which is what a lot of the American founding fathers adhered to. A lot of them sorry, did. Sorry, but not all. Not all. No, no, Benjamin no. Benjamin no. Rush is my boy, but... Yeah, looking at Benjamin Rush. There were some faithful, faithful men of God, but um, but yeah, it was uh, this this idea that he just sat back and then watches it, kind of like the watcher on what if, um, is not true. He first of all always made himself, and and even looking at Adam and Eve in the garden when when they rebelled, he didn't just strike them dead, wipe out the garden, blow up the earth, and go let's start again. He still stepped into the garden. 
he sacrificed the animal, made the skins for them, and then continued to be present in the lives. We see it then in Abraham where he's like, hey, you're going to be my people and and represent me, and, and then following all the way through to where God in the flesh, Jesus, uh, steps onto the scene and then continues through the presence of God the Holy Spirit uh, present in each one of us as Christians, as children of God. It, it's He's continuing to write himself into the story. He's continuing to be present. And in in the mundane, okay, so... Uh, we know each breath that we take is there because God is sustaining us and the earth holding it together. Um, and then in, like you've said, the miraculous where we can't explain it by natural purposes. It has to be outside of those laws of nature, and it's like, okay, that's God. And so you don't have this God that's dependent on us. You don't have uh, this God that's not present you don't have um, a God that we're not aware of or continues to hide. You know, he's made himself known. And it's also just to put in this little caveat, this little point. We did the podcast about who Satan is. You also don't have these two equal forces at war. Like, Satan is only allowed to do what God allows him to do. And we talked about that and the way he interacted with God and, and with Job. Um, he only is allowed to move where God allows him to move. And and if he wanted to, if Satan wanted to step in here right now and, and strike you and I, the only way that's happening is if God says yes. And if he says yes, it's not because Satan overpowered him. It's because he has a purpose behind it. And I don't want this to go down like a free will versus um, predestination type of debate, but we talked about it last night with Mark, how liberating it is for us humans to just embrace God's sovereignty to where, oh, goodness. you know, it's like, you know, God is in control. Everything is happening according to his will. He allows terrible things to happen, but a lot of good things happen too. We just overlook them constantly. I mean, I got here to the theater safe this morning. I mean, that's awesome. Thank you, God, you got me here safe. Now, if I had an accident... One out of every, you know, 10,000 times I got in a car. It's like, why, God, are you torturing me, allowing this to happen? But how liberating it is to know that, you know, my world does not reside on my shoulders. It is, mm. God is in control. And that's awesome. Freedom. And, and we're kind of, that's true liberty right there. It's that like, is. Look, I can. Free to trust. I, I was watching, uh, I think it was. Hamilton. Uh, Hitchin, yeah, I was watching <laughs> Hamilton. And every now and then a certain lion pops up. I'm like, whoa, mind shattered. Um, actually, it did happen. Because I listen to, I swear, every time I mow, I listen to that album. It's really good. But uh, Christopher Hitchens was talking about, um, in an evolutionary terms, humanity needed religion to conquer and to put yourself, and even Marxism is the same way. Opi opioid, opioid of the masses is control. Yeah. Religion is a human institution that is used as a tool to suppress and oppress weaker and religion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. Religion is terrible, but Christianity is a religion. But when you think religion, you think I got to follow rules to achieve something. Christianity is like, no, I've broken the rules yep. and God can forgive me from that. And that's the encouraging part about a monotheistic personal infinite God is you about that to start preaching, man. Dude, I need to stop. What You're is with about this? About to start preaching, but but listen, well, I'm, I'm just 100%. trying to prove a point, and I'm, I want to go to 100%. like there's a there's kind of a follow up point. I want to start dismissing and dismantling what we're about to get into by by that right there. It's well, like then let me say real quick just before you get because I want to say 100 percent what you just said that people have used Christianity as a religion to control. Yeah, I mean, it is a religion, but yeah. it's and, not like a religion where you have to follow rules and it's and the, not the same. Point. The same way that people will follow the rules of Catholicism, they will follow the rules of Islam, they will follow the rules of Buddhism, they will follow the rules of Hinduism, they will follow the rules of Christian science or Scientology. Whatever those religions say, there are people that will try to follow the rules of Christianity to get into the good graces of God. And God, in his word, is revealed through Jesus that's not what it is. We 
follow his commands because of what he's done. Not in like, order to be in a relationship with him, but because we love him and we are in a relationship with him. We're preaching now. Let's yeah, go. Can I get an I, amen? Hey, amen, everybody. I am preaching. That's there, one preacher. thing we don't do here. Amen. Like, amen. Amen. Dude, I'm awake? getting pretty we good amen whenever you're speaking or any anybody fires you up. Anybody like shaking their head whenever you're talking, you can just see them like, yeah. And then you like lock it. in on them like, yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. Yeah, if sometimes whenever I'm speaking <laughs> to whatever audience and out of 25 people, one person laughs, I realize for the next five minutes, I feel like I'm presenting to that one person. You're best friends with them. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> so if you're ever here on a Sunday morning gathering listener, um, say amen. Give him an Dar- amen. Darren will give you some special attention. How is... Christianity not considered polytheistic because we're just talking about there's one God. Oh, and Jesus. Oh. And the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, that, that oh. sounds like three gods right there, Darren. That is polytheism. Oh, those you are, got me. Those are three gods right there. We were trying to sneak it through. Yeah, almost. Which is why we need to do a podcast on the Trinity. Um, yeah, we're about to have to now because I think we're touching on so many things. It's really hard are, to explain. Because you get into modalism. Uh, where people think that it is one God that shows up in three different ways. Not Scripture. Um, not Scripture. That's the idea of that is real easy. Um, water. Water can be a solid as ice. It can be a vapor or it can be a liquid. Um, that's modalism. Uh, water is not at one time uh, all three of those. Okay, It is either in one of those states. That's not God. Um, it is not a you know, three-leaf clover. Where, you know, oh, it's three different leaves, but it's one clover because they can be torn apart and separated. Um, That's not what it is. It is Trinity. God is Trinity. He is triune. It is And think about the word triune. Three in one. Three in one. We're just going to have to do a podcast on it. Yeah, three in one. And that's how we're going to start, like, winding, I guess, this episode down. Because the thing is, like, cheating on God. God says, don't have any other gods before me. That does not mean... Jesus is disqualified as like a separate deity because as we mentioned before, Jesus is the author, is God who wrote himself into us, his yep. art. Um, so it's it's the same, it's the same God. 100 percent different, 100 percent the same. If you're like, this is making sense, I'm like, I, I know. And that's why, you know, God is infinite and we're limited. It doesn't make sense to us. Um, at all in that. But there's a difference between the first and second commandment because the second commandment is no graven images. Mm. So that's more like I'm going to bow down and pray before this cross necklace every morning, this thing, this practical, physical thing I can hold. You know, some people are like, why don't you all have an altar in your church? It's like, well, it's a theater. That'd be kind of hard to do. And why? Well, we need someplace to pray. It's like, you can pray anywhere. Yeah. Um. You you you're the temple, <laughs> like you know, your body. You're like you're you're the you're the temple. You're the dwelling house of God. Man, this is a very complicated topic. But there's a difference in like the second commandment: no graven images, no pictures, no things. And that comes from spiritual juju. At that time, you know, people were creating gods and creating you golden know, calves. Yeah, calves and and you know what's known as the high places and altars and statues and all this stuff that they would bow down and worship to and so he just eliminated all of that. The first commandment um very simple, don't have any other gods before me. That is more of the religious practice of, you know, like Greek mythology or Norse mythology or even now universalism where every god that we have fathomed is really the same god. We're just looking at it from different perspectives. The Bible and Christianity is like, nope, there's only one God who uh, who knows everything. So that's the one. How do you cheat on God? Right there. It's saying that, you know, we're all children of God, which we are. We're just not all adopted into his kingdom. Um, so you got to take that one step further. It's like, you know, God is inside of us. We're all connected. Everybody will figure it out in the end. Uh, so pick your path. Pick the God you want to choose and just roll with it. Because in the end, all morality is the same. It's like, no, it is not. There is one God. And he tells us, humans, those that were created in his image, only one God. Don't put anyone before me. Yeah. Not Unitarianism, not polytheism, not deism. Like not just there is one God. Don't put any other God before him. Well, and it's not, okay, so if you know like Zeus, uh, Zeus and the other gods basically took out 
and captured their their dad, their father, and trapped him in tar- Tartarus or whatever, you know. And and so Is that a Pokemon? I thought it was the phone booth that oh, you're Doctor right. Who Taurus is a Tauros is a Pokemon. Anyway, sorry, Darren. Oh, but that's all good. Um so and then Zeus kind of assigned everybody. And that's why Hades always hated him. He stuck him in the underworld. And so he hated him for it. This isn't like God proclaiming himself as the only God isn't him going, okay, I've taken over all the other gods and I've made them lower than me. No, he is he is putting himself as the only God that exists. All the others are false gods. They aren't real. They don't exist. He's the only God. And so putting him first, okay, means that it, it's not, hey, don't worry about all these other gods that don't mean anything. No, it's like, these aren't real, and and you are to worship me and me alone because I have created you. I have created you with uh, a purpose, and I've created you with a special purpose. Uh, going back to what you and I talked about before the podcast started, um, if it's See now you get. See you messed up. No, no, I knew it. I'm trying to like. I don't really know what to say about that. Refer it's, to the jerk if the movie, the Seymour yeah. movie, if y'all want but, to understand why I'm chuckling. But it is God just revealing Himself as the only God. Like all these other gods that people are trying to worship, it's like because Abraham came out of a a polytheistic land where there's all these gods that they were worshiping, and God is going, no, no, I'm the only one. It's not. I'm the only one that matters to you now. It, it, I'm the only one that exists. And so when you talk about cheating on God, there's some very strong language uh, that our Bibles, uh, especially the King James Version, did not want to have present. And so they, they made it more rated G, where the, the language God used was more rated R. And it was, you know, when he brought his people out of Egypt, okay, so the exodus out of Egypt, and, um, you know, because they had started taking on the customs of Egypt and and seeing the, the gods of Egypt, and, and when they came out Raw. of, yeah, when they came out of Egypt, uh, they wanted to go back, and the and language. plus, they took all the golden stuff too. Remember? Oh they, man! They, the they people just, gave it to them. They're yeah. like, we're happy to see. So you I'm go. sure that they had a few statues of Ra and stuff in there. Yeah, and so what? What God told them is, you want to basically cheat on me. He said, you want to whore yourselves out and go back to the open legs of these false gods and this land, like James, like rated R language that the the interpreters of King James didn't want to get that course. And so that's God's language. That's not ours. That, that's the words God used that when we, especially as Christians, okay, for somebody who's not a Christian, they're not going to worship God because they don't know him. But as Christians, when we start to see God as this other thing in our life that we're a part of, but we start making things more important, okay, where Yes, I'm going to be faithful on Sundays, but my job is what's most important to me, okay? Yes, I, I want my family to be at church, okay, and present and hearing, but, um, you know, sports for my kids is God and our family. Like, that's where we spend our money. That's where we spend our time. We'll give up anything for our kids to play a specific sport or to be in band or to be in theater, and we won't give up anything for them to... if. If, if it's convenient for that week for us to be a church, we'll be a church, then what God is saying is you are whoring yourself out to these other things and cheating on me. And the Ten Commandments are found first in Exodus 20, and it actually starts out, it's like, I am your Lord, I am your God, I was the one that brought you out of Egypt, I was the one who broke your bondage. It's like we, humans, have been given we have the right to choose what's right and wrong. And in our nature, we're almost always going to, like, we, you know, we're not going to choose righteousness naturally. Now, that can be broken by the inner working power of the Holy Spirit. I understand that. But it's like we're, we're, we're going to choose the wrong thing. Because we are in bonds, we're held bondage 
to our attachment to those things, to jobs, to money, to reputation, sports, leisure, all those things, and there's only one power great enough to break those bonds, to, in a metaphorical sense, bring us out of our own personal Egypt. That's what God says. He's like, there's only one God that can do that. And if you give anybody else, if you give any other God or anything else credit for that, you already broke the first commandment. I think Christians do that quite a bit. It's easy to say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. And that's kind of it. Well, and that goes back to... But it's got to be personal. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's personal. It goes back to when people like, you know, uh, Jesus and Matthew talks about how they said, hey, I, I... I, I did miracles in your name, and, you know, we prophesied in your name, and all that. He goes, I never knew you, and so yeah. it's personal. There's a lot of people, and we preach this a lot, and it feels harsh at times, but it's, it's, a, it's a plea from a heart uh, for God to, listen, there's a bunch of people. There are people here at Grassroots, okay? There are people in every church in the world that they're faithful, they'll give money, they'll serve, They'll be present, whatever, and and they're going to stand before God, and he's going to say, I never knew you. And they're going, but wait a minute. I was faithful on Sundays, and I gave money, and and I believed in you. And he's like, yeah, but I never knew you. That's religion. It, it is, and that's the scary part is, and again, we're not coming from this uh, I'm better than you lofty mindset here. It's, it's, a, a, it's heartbroken. No, and that's the thing. It's like everyone listening, I want everybody to know God personally and for God to know them personally. And it's, I mean, it's, it's awesome. And I, I, it should be like the most popular message ever, but ultimately it results in pure self-denial because Scripture says off yourself as a living sacrifice. you got to die to yourself. you got to just deny who you are and just be built back up again in Christ. Uh, Rick Warren said that's the problem with a living sacrifice is that they crawl off the altar. <laughs> oh. I was like, dang, Rick. Well, and Judges too, just so people don't think I'm being... Uh, oh, you're snotty. Wrong here, or or trying to be like edgy. Judges two, uh, Old Testament. Judges, chapter two, verse sixteen. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Verse seventeen. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they did not do so. And so it's like there's a lot of people, and, and I'm going to say primarily uh, in Western society just because that's where we're present and we know it well. Um, Europe and the United States and Canada. Yeah, um, that we, uh, and California, because they're just kind of their own thing. And I know they're in the United States. They're just Dude, why are you always thing. getting political? I'm why just are you always all, no? But uh, um, no, because we got brothers and sisters in California, so we love them. Um, actually, met somebody, uh, a brother in Christ from California, at the Wild Bean the other day. Well, I just quoted Rick Warren, and so it was cool. Yeah, he he was out there. Well, I mean, I guess he still lives there, but he's not mm-hmm. the pastor anymore. But um, so uh, seeing that there's a lot of people in the Western society that are like church and God are just something added to they're already busy lineup of things. Um, and so they add the moniker. So you can imagine Darren, okay? I am Darren. You are Adam. Uh, we have the title of uh, father because we have kids, okay? Uh, husband because we have wives. Uh, well, you have a wife. I have a wife. I've got several. We do. <laughs> it's just, I, just, I just don't talk about them very often. Yeah. Um, they get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> we, we try to keep them apart. Uh, but... Um, we we have wives and so we we're we're husbands. We have kids, so we're fathers. We have jobs, um, so you are an employee. Uh, we are elders, um, and because we are leadership at the church, we are elders. There's a lot of things, and a lot of people look at all those and they add Christian to that list of titles because they say, "Yes, I believe in Jesus," but God is saying, "No, no. This is this this then covers all of those." When you are a child of God, you are now a Christian first. You're a Christian husband. So your way of looking at being a husband changes. You're a Christian employee. I'm not an an American Christian. I'm a Christian American. Yes. Yes. And so we look at the country differently. We are um, a, I'm a father. I'm a Christian father. So I look at the way I interact with my kids 
differently. And then I'm an elder. I'm a Christian elder, so I look to the Word of God for how I should interact with the church and lead the church. And so um, that's the whole idea of cheating on God. There's a lot of people that go, yes, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. But when you start digging into life, there's a whole lot of things that seem to be more important than your relationship with God and being a part of his church. Preach. And so so we, and I'm Judges 2, verse 17, we whore ourselves out. We prostitute ourselves to these things instead of remaining faithful to God. And he used harsh language like that to get our attention. I feel like, okay, this has been the most Hellfire Brimstone podcast we've ever done, and we never once mentioned hell. <laughs> it's true. And what the... And I think, and I've always approached it that way too. It's like, I don't want to scare somebody into a relationship with God. Um, you got to start with God first and, you know, who he is and the goodness that comes from him. And like, he wants to be involved. He wants, he wants you, listener, like he wants you to find pure, total, 100% satisfaction and meaning in him. And you can be happy in that. And that's awesome. Um, Anything outside of that is hell. I don't care how you portray hell. Metaphorically, literally, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter in this conversation by way of context. The the important thing is you were designed to worship God. The Westminster Catechism. Westminster Confession of Faith Catechism. What is the chief end of man? Glory of God. Is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. God is most satisfied and glorified in us. We're most satisfied in him. Christian hedonism. Yeah, desiring God. That's 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 truth. our intent. Yep. Um, love to know your feedback. Hopefully, you found that. But Darren, what the heck happened? We, what that coffee? Uh, yeah, that was Preaching, that was strong. Man. What are you teaching on Sunday? Uh, we are actually back in First Peter, and so we are going to be talking on how uh, we are called to be different <laughs> of the world, not in the world. Yep. I'm excited about it. It's been good, Darren. I appreciate you. Hey, appreciate you, man. Man, that took a that was f- I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I, I was actually, I'm reading something to just wrap this up. I, I'm reading something called the, the pastor's catechism or the preacher's catechism. Can you explain what a catechism is? You um, it it's times. a series of questions uh, that are put together in order to disciple uh, new believers or your kids. Um, I've taken all my kids through something called the New City Catechism. There's the Westminster Catechism, which is a lot more uh, in-depth. There's the... Uh, Baptist Catechism, there is the... Uh, it's the Kitty Catechism. The Kitty Catechism. Um, they all, <laughs> was, that, was that fun to say or what? It, yeah, well, well, say it. Well, the, we're not going to... The Kitty Catechism. But, um, but this preacher's catechism is things to remind those that are in the, the pulpit every Sunday, pastors, to remind themselves of things. And, um, and so that's what... It, it's been helpful to remember to find your joy in Christ and not the response of the crowd and things like that. But also, um, he was like, don't let the exhaustion of Monday morning um, pull you away from your call to be a pastor because when you preach, man, it, it, you're just tired That's afterwards. That's why I feel like the adrenaline, especially like the days leading up to it, whenever you're just putting the final touches on notes and preparation and stuff like that and right before. I mean, do you still get nervous before you preach? Like a little bit of anxiety of like, oh, I'm about to speak. Yes, yes, because you're standing with the Word Same of God. Here. And I would say, so you do tours. I do. Okay. How long is one tour? Supposed to be 90 minutes. Okay. Are you near as exhausted after 90 minutes of a tour as you are after 30 minutes of preaching? No. It's funny. I get nervous. I check my heart rate before every tour. It's funny because I've done I have countless tours um, of Afghanistan and now. Yep. Um, over and over. But, yeah, and just because I've done that for so long, I've been fairly successful in it, do a pretty decent job by most standards. I've heard all the questions. I've listened. Um, so I'm, I'm, there's nothing really that I, I would, that will happen that I unexpect. Rarely does that happen at this point. But I'm still, like, before a tour, I'm like, why is my, I'm standing here and my heart rate is 98 beats a minute. I'm just standing here. Compared to teaching on a Sunday morning. But that's the thing. You're teaching three times. You're given a tour talking for three times as long as you preach. Dude, I can do three 90-minute tours and be less exhausting. Like, the emotional and spiritual drain on teaching, oh it's like goodness. the adrenaline goes away, because you don't have adrenaline when you're doing bunker tours. You're like, I've been here before. Like, I'm, I'm you know, riding the momentum of the, of the atmosphere, but whenever you're teaching, it's like, you care so much. It's like, I want this to be God's word that I'm conveying. I want it to land. I want 
it to connect with people. I want them to benefit from it. It's like, man, that's, today can make an eternal difference, and I'm sure it will. Which I'd say done in faith, but it's like once after you finish the amount of adrenaline, like once it goes away and you realize that you were just fueled by pure adrenaline, it's like I'm just going to sit here for a while and not think. It's yeah. Sunday afternoons are typically pretty good nap for me, even if it's like a 20 minute sermon. It's like the yeah, which I'd say you preached here at least a dozen times now, if not maybe probably 20 times. Yeah. But but yeah, like like last Sunday, you know, preaching, and then we did connect, and so that was actually connect was about two hours, and now a lot of interaction. That was the most interactive group we've ever had in connect. Dude, they were connected. It was awesome. But I went after that with Pat down to a local basketball league, and just sat watching a men's league basketball for like three hours and just melted like i just yeah. sat there and just kind of melted into it so well, you did a good job uh, i told you like man you did a, you brought it last that. sunday and uh, connect was awesome and this podcast was <laughs> i was gonna say this is probably one of the longest podcasts we've ever done um yeah let's just keep it going we got all day hey got man family coming over i'm not done yet listener you want round two you ready for a very exhausted round two i really don't have much else to say no i i am going to the fair I, in about an hour, I have to be back here at the theater to meet somebody to give them some books. But then Gavin and I are going to the fair to scoop ice cream with Larry and Debbie. So I'm excited about it's that. Fun. Don't I'm excited you. to hang out with my boy for five hours doing this. He's never gone to do this. He's like, I'll go do it with you. I was like, Absolutely. I was going to brag on Gavin. If something happened to GSM, I want to brag on him to you off the off the microphone. Oh, okay. So stay tuned for G, that. you're awesome. Listener, you're awesome, too. If you made it this far, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Treat yourself to a cup of coffee. That is Mountain Folk Coffee. <laughs> I'm going to ride that the entire way. Yeah, get you some cold brew. This stuff is legit. GrassrootsWV.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Give us a call. We love your feedback. Ask us any questions. Hold us accountable if you want. We're just happy that you're a part of this discussion. But thank you so much for joining us. Till next time.